Welcome to another episode of Subatours, our movie podcast. My name is MJ. I'm Misha. Can I just say I love how you went from zero to a hundred just like that. You sound so professional. Ten seconds ago, you sounded like a lunatic. Ten seconds ago, I sounded like this. And I'm Andrew. Sorry. Misha B. Misha. He's frozen. Elsa? Okay. Now, every time I'm just internet fucks Oh my up, god, my internet is just so I'm, bad. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Elsa. Elsa, welcome back. It's, why? It's, it's why why Elsa? Because you're frozen. Yeah, you're why? frozen. No, no. But Elsa doesn't freeze. It's Anna who freezes. Fine, Olaf. <laughs> you got demoted. I'll take Olaf. I'll take Olaf. Okay, anyway. fine. So, just for our listeners, if ever Anja freezes on the internet, we're gonna say Olaf. <laughs> I love Olaf. Everybody loves Olaf. Yeah. But we're not talking about Olaf today. Actually, we're gonna be talking about our first documentary. We haven't done this before. And this is a pretty hot issue now. Just released earlier this month, February. <laughs> is Ooh. Framing Britney Spears. This whole mm-hmm. issue about her conservatorship with her dad. And as a Britney fan, I literally forced these two to watch it and for <laughs> us to make an episode. <laughs> hey, hey, I watched you, it before you did. <laughs> no, yeah, but I was like, let's make it an episode. <laughs> and I was going to watch it anywhere. I just didn't have time. Finally, I found yeah. time like 90 minutes before this recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've seen it and I'm sure we have a lot of feelings. So we'll that's wait, wait, it. wait. I, I just have a… I just want to put out a disclaimer for our listeners out there that uh, MJ is going to be breaking out into song. I'm pretty sure she is. Me? Just yeah. me? Excuse yep, yep, for sure. Excuse me? Maybe me. Maybe me. Maybe me. Maybe me as Not well. Not even maybe. Actually, oh, the maybe I here is Misha. I'm sure you're going to sing or put out a you stupid Britney fun. <laughs> You guys suck. <laughs> All right. So we'll get to it. We're talking about framing Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. Is that what her intro sounds like now? That sounded more like a Kelly song. It sounded like a, you know, my milkshake brings all the way to the What was that? Olaf? Olaf, what was that? Oh, motherfucker. Forget it. Dumb snowman. Uh, fine, let's uh, play our actual intro. <gasps> fine. <laughs> I every time Andre and I try and do it, you know, TV's just like, Ugh, what are they doing with their mouths? <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing? <laughs> they are butchering my hard work. But anyway, yeah. Um, okay. So, Framing Britney Spears was released um, early February. And um, it's got a lot of people talking. Mm-hmm. And um, what did you guys think? Okay, uh, just a little background. It is a documentary by the New York Times. And the thing is, Britney didn't actually do any interviews for this. It's all based on news footage and interviews with fans, interviews with, uh, you know, people around her. Or old Britney interviews. People she's worked with. People she's worked with. And if you're a Britney fan or if you've been following the news, 
a lot of this might not necessarily, uh, it's not the first time you'll be hearing these things, mm-hmm. but seeing it all in context, seeing it all with footage from the time, it made for a very disturbing viewing experience for me. Yeah, I felt really sad, so sad after watching it. <laughs> it was really like, sad. I mean, like it was like a downward spiral after the 2007 meltdown for her. I mean, like we thought there was mm-hmm. a resurgence in her, in her in her career, but you know, Lo and behold, there were so much things behind the scenes that we weren't aware about. What I was going to say was, was, it's like one thing to know um, the facts of it, but it's quite another to watch it all in chronological order. Because it's like the the way that documentaries now is is edited, it's like you're watching her break down uh, gradually, bit by bit, from the start of her career till her career high, until her absolute lows, and then her coming back and you know it's it, it's 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 just tragic to watch. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it's really different considering this issue was out 2019. I do believe the hashtag free Britney movement was a thing, but then a lot of people ignored it because basically most of it were on social media and in the form of like long articles explaining what a conservatorship is and you know people just don't have the attention span for that and mm-hmm. I guess there's Not also anymore. this <laughs> yeah, yeah well I guess there's this stigma too that it kind of went under the radar for most people because maybe we're still stuck on that Britney meltdown phase that she never really recovered from I mean it's still a meme till now I, I think what the the documentary does a good job of showing is just how Look, tabloid media, TMZ, all those things, you know, reporters harassing celebs, that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. But what I did not take into account previously was how incredibly sexist it was yeah. towards her and how that affected her growing up. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's the one thing I wanted to point out. Like the one, one, one of the takeaways I got from the documentary was, was how it portrayed a very, at the time, very patriarchal society wherein, you know, there literally was no power for, for women. Like she had to deal with a lot of the stigma that was put on her because of of, of the image of what she, of the image of that she was selling or what she was how she was being marketed that. I don't know if you could really say it's because it was of the times because like it still is. Still ask those stupid questions now. They no, when are you gonna do. get married? Why don't you have a boyfriend? Or how do you, you balance know? work and family life? Exactly. No, but then but then at that time, not a lot of people will be fighting for, for you know, fighting to correct those those statements or those questions. That is right now, true. there's there's social media and there's this whole movement that makes it so easy for them to talk about these things, why it's wrong to, to say these things. Back then, she didn't have any of that. So all these articles, you know, and there was no social media back then. You know, all these all these tabloid magazines, all, all these TV shows had all the power. They controlled all the narrative, which led to the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Technically, now she can't even tell her own story. Except through right. these cryptic so, images she has or cryptic posts she has on her on her social feed. Supposedly, supposedly cryptic. Supposedly, supposedly but, cryptic. But, but let, let, let's talk about that because for anyone who doesn't know, we, we've thrown around the word conservatorship a couple of times. Basically, that's a legal state where somebody else makes your decisions for you. And apparently for the longest time, her dad has had the sole conservatorship of not just herself, like, with regards to what kind of medication she can take, what kind of doctor she can see, but finances. also with regards to her career and her mm-hmm. finances. Yeah. You can sign contracts on her behalf, book her gigs, and you know, she's got no choice. 
So um, this right was given to her dad after her um, 2007 struggles. She was going through so many things. So she was probably at the height of her career. She was going through a divorce. And because of the divorce, she had this nasty custody battle for her kids with her then husband, Kevin Federline. And um, I do believe her mom also said that she was suffering from postpartum depression, plus the whole celebrity culture, paparazzi hounding her. And that's basically more than enough to make somebody break down. And yeah, and um, she had, um, she went through a lot of troubles and um, she had to be sent to a psychiatric facility a couple of times. So because of that, she was deemed unable to control her own finances or make those big decisions for herself. So that was given to her dad. That's the conservatorship basically. But what people are fighting for now is that she should regain that control because she's well, she, she's functioning great now. She's um, back to, I guess, um, performing like a professional, doing shows. But now she refuses to perform again until her father's been taken out of the as her sole conserva- con- conservator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Conservator, and yeah. Apparently, the whole thing about a conservatorship yeah. um, legally, um, from what I've understood, what I've read, is that it's giving you the rights over another person who is either unable to make their own decisions or they're in a position where other people can take advantage of them. Yes. Um, we saw that recently, like like with Stan Lee, for example, where his handlers, his managers, they were all taking advantage of him. They were basically making him go all over the world, just signing his autograph nonstop. Half the time, he didn't even know where he was anymore. Oh. Because you know, he was like 93 years old. Oh. So, you know, a conservatorship, a good one in that case, would have been maybe his daughter. And she could have looked after him and his finances and his business partners would not have been able to take advantage in the case of Britney, um, she's already proven, I think, uh, over the last, what, 13 years that, you know, she built herself back up. She f- She's a far cry from that girl who shaved her head in frustration and, you know, attacked some paparazzi with an umbrella. That that that. But what, what really sucked about the media coverage at the time, Anjo was right. Social media wasn't where it is now. Mm-hmm. So... Your narrative, your truth would be shaped by other people. And uh, I think it's interesting now that because of social media, because of Instagram and all these things, that she's letting more of herself out versus what the tabloids just say. Yeah, and that's the thing with social media now. I guess um, that was also the height of the quote-unquote paparazzi TMZ power because they controlled the narrative. But ever since social media started and celebrities could... Um, share whatever they wanted on their social media on their terms. They have a little bit. They they have a little bit more power now compared to back then in the early two thousands, where they they didn't have anything. They couldn't they couldn't release whatever they wanted to release on their own time. So I guess that's what Britney didn't have then compared to now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so okay, this documentary kind of explains a lot about what she went through like Nisha said like when she was a kid on to how she was sexualized and uh, yeah basically this wouldn't go this far if this happened to a dude I don't think so I cannot argue with that I don't think so yeah, yeah. I, can, I can't argue with that I mean like uh, the first thing the, the first thing this this uh, this documentary did um, to point out to paint a picture of what it was like for her during you know, during the hard times was, like, let's say, 
everybody was there for the good, but then there were more people there for the bad times, you know, for the bad things that happened to her. Like mm-hmm. case in point was the Justin Timberlake uh, breakup. Uh-huh. Like that. Like oh, I, okay, I love Justin Timberlake's music. Like I was, I was a fan. <laughs> but this documentary made me see him in a different light, like which made me lose respect for for Justin Timberlake. You like, didn't know lot. that. Like, I don't follow pop news. Like I don't. I mean, like I don't go to. I mean, I'm not always on E News. Like so when I first heard that interview he had on the radio station about you know the the, the question about you know like, those 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 things that he. Back then, could have easily been passed on as like boys will be boys, you know. The, the kind of interview that he gave was just terrible. It was so private, you know. So it was also very demeaning for for her. Like, I mean, the the way that the guy, the the DJ quest um, asked questions like, "Did you bang Britney Spears?" It wasn't even like you know. It was so derogatory. So there, yeah. it was. It was just so different. Like, I, I kind of lost respect for Justin Timberlake. Because of, of that, well, this is all new to me. Based like, on based on what I've seen, you know, like he's always been more interested in protecting himself than mm-hmm. the people around him. Well, and if you uh, you don't really have to be a Britney fan to kind of know that he's been name dropping <laughs> her throughout the years. I mean, come on, even after you've been <laughs> happily married or in other relationships, he just Cry kept name dropping like- Britney <laughs> in interviews. Well, yep. Crimey River. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what that the breakup too. song. Cry- oh, God. Oh, Crimey River was like, like the most oh, blatant. The post breakup song. Crimey River yeah, was yeah. like the most blatant, the most blatant Britney name drop ever. Like, it's so. Yeah, but that's why social media blew up, money. right? Like, a lot of money. That's why social media blew up when she tagged him was in it? a post what? a couple of weeks ago. She well, was dancing to one of his songs. I, uh, yeah. But the thing is with Justin Timberlake, yeah, like I said, he's been name dropping Britney when it's convenient just like to mm. kind of like fan an old flame just because he has yeah. a new single out this is not new like there were numerous Twitter threads yep. a couple of years ago just exposing this for Justin Timberlake but now like Angel I guess now that it's in documentary form it's something visual with actual proof That's of fair, yeah. how Justin Timberlake was such a dick to her yeah. and so, because it's bringing it to a whole new audience or at least a whole new context for a lot of people because social media is the way it is, he actually apologized the other day. <laughs> like, like twenty years too late. Exactly. Like, like we, we don't we don't know I, if, I, if if it we don't know if it was actually him or his publicist who did that. It was very well written. That's like, true. That's, that's that is right. True. That's right. But, but and, and I think what uh, what was her name? Uh, Janet Jackson was included in the apology yes, as well. She was. She was included because, because of he, the Super Bowl issue. Do you remember that, Anjo? He was in on that. And he was equally responsible, but the media only crucified her. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, and he had the I, chance to I, make up for it. Yeah, he, he was performed. happy to stay quiet. Yeah, he was happy to stay quiet. And recently, he also performed another Super Bowl set. with That, that would have been the perfect chance to make up for it, right? But, you know, people but started no. bringing back the whole ja- Janet Jackson issue when he got the the halftime show performance slot and then people were like oh is he gonna do something to make up for it because that was also the Super Bowl and why is he able to come back when Janet Jackson's been banned that's right so I don't know Ugh. so I, I guess it's only now because like the evidence is right there you got a documentary about it no matter how many people have tagged him in the past on Twitter but here is like hard evidence that the, yeah, the, the only reason why he's not banned is was is because he wasn't wearing that outfit that supposedly broke. 
I'm pretty sure he no, was but, in that. That's where the penis. double standard comes in. The same Exa- double exactly. standard that, that happened exactly. with, with Britney. Where exactly. um, one, of the, one of the people who interviewed, they said that the way the narrative, the way the media presented it, was like, you know, she became the school slut while he was still the star quarterback mm-hmm. of the high school. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he got away with it, basically, to live his life and be happy while, while she got every single thing that she did analyzed and overanalyzed and misinterpreted and reinterpreted in ways that many people probably couldn't even imagine. It's mm-hmm. like living under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. this new apology that came out, I appreciate at least whether or not it's him, he yeah. probably should embody whatever he promised in the apology. Because in the apology, he acknowledged his privilege of being a white man. Plus, he said that, you know, I'll continue to learn from this and I don't want to be part of the system that crucifies these women. Like, okay, fine. It's too late. and We're not even sure if it's sincere. But I really just hope going forward, he, you know, doesn't take advantage of this anymore. Uh, I'm going to apologize for the Jerry curl. Is this the ramen noodle hair? <laughs> I, mean, I can't eat Pansit Tanto without seeing his hair now. <laughs> it was the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, they all look like assholes. That's true. It was the 90s. I mean, that was a time of frosted tips and, and, you know. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Oh, God. And he Sugar Ray had it. Mark that- McGrath had it. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I did love that denim on denim um, couple. <laughs> red carpet moment that they had when they were still together, Brittany and Justin. But yeah. <sighs> but okay, so thinking. <laughs> you know what? This this documentary made me realize how tacky the outfits were back then. I'm so sorry. I just had to say this. What? You didn't have elephant pants? <laughs> <laughs> elephant pants that would clean the floor for I did. you. <laughs> I did have elephant pants. Oh I did God. have elephant pants. Jesus. <laughs> those, those. Yeah, I remember playing basketball in those. I couldn't do crossovers what? at all. Yeah, <laughs> what? yeah I played basketball. In I played basketball in. Uh, yeah. What it was so stupid. Fun. It was ridiculous. I think I tripped over them too. Well. <laughs> was your wallet on a chain? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's wallet was on a chain at the time. Nope, mine was not. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, I wasn't yeah. on my own. I wasn't on my own for sure. I'll tell you Puka that. Shells? Nah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, you you weren't. You totally weren't. I could remember like my brothers <laughs> with those chains too. At least they didn't have frosted tips. Thank God. I had classmates in college. <laughs> I had classmates in college who had those. Who had, still had chains on their wallets. It's like. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, like. This is college, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so back to the documentary. Um, Yes. Denim on denim. I'm sorry. God damn. (laughs) I'm still stuck on that. (laughs) Yeah. But okay. um, There's just so much to unpack from whatever happened to Britney. But let's focus on the documentary itself. Like how it was Mm. made. What info was presented. What did you like about it? And what did you not like about it? Uh, What I liked about the documentary. Because clearly they didn't have access to a lot of the A-listers. 
that they mm-hmm. name drop through this thing. They can't talk to Britney. They can't talk to Timberlake, you know, all those people. But what they did do was they made the most out of the people that they did, they were able to talk to. Um, even if it looked like they were all interviewed in one location on the same morning. <laughs> <laughs> but But the stories that they told... The picture that they helped paint was very um, convincing. Mm-hmm. And I like that the directors, the filmmakers, um, clearly had an idea of what they wanted to say and how they wanted to say it. Oh, Andrew just showed us that photo of Britney crying in the cafe with her baby. Why Why would you show that so to us? So sad. Why? It's so heartbreaking. What, why? why would you show no, I us pictures I, of... I, 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 I just saw it on I just saw it on my Facebook feed and it was so timely because we were talking about it. So I had to show it to you guys. Yeah, that that's so sad. Like uh. I'll be post we'll be posting this in our group. Yeah. Do you know the story behind that one? No, please enlighten us. So basically she was being hounded by paparazzi as per usual, and she had her kid and she mm-hmm. she was really, really stressed. And she decided to um take shelter in a little cafe just to get away from everybody. She just like wanted to go in and and she asked the owner, like, can I please like just take a breather here? And they're 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 being they're being so aggressive. And the cafe owner just laughed at her. Oh wow. Damn. I didn't, last, I didn't know that last that was, part. That was terrible. Stupid people. What a yeah. dick. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's what I saw on Facebook. There's no like <laughs> There's no I don't I don't really know how legit this source you is. Can't, but you can't verify like, it. Yeah, I can't really hundred percent verify it, but I'm I'm so not sure about mark. the whole cafe. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the whole owner laughing at her. But yeah, she did try to take solace in a cafe, but you could obviously see that those photos were taken by paparazzi still, and she was very stressed and even crying with her son. So it's like mm-hmm. so sad. That general it's situation, I'm pretty sure it's true. It's a cult of celebrity. But anyway, this this documentary was, was yeah. so good. It took the it took to it took the lengths to explain everything about what the conservatorship was for people who didn't understand mm-hmm. or didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. it really brought to light what what kind of situation she was in and how serious it was. You know, considering that she's well enough to to live on her own without the conservatorship. Also, I like how it really showed what kind of person she was growing up or what kind of artist she was, where she was, you know, hardworking. Yeah. She was, she wanted a lot of control with what, what, and how creative she was. And, you know, she wanted a lot of control in, in her performances, you know, even down to picking the right people to, to direct her shows, you know, the right moments for her shows. That was, that was, it just, you know, like now we know people like Beyonce are, are, are that, you know, are, are those kinds of people. But we, it, we kind of took, took Britney Spears for granted that we knew that she had all these people behind her doing all these things. We didn't know how much work she put it would put into her her, her shows or her performances. Yeah, yeah. it actually yeah. showed uh, a side of Britney cool. we don't usually see because, and on camera, of course, you see her, you know, um, performing her ass off and being the sweet girl too in interviews. She's always so sweet and humble and charming, but. One behind the scenes moment in this documentary was when she was actually taking control. She was she was on she was backstage or they were doing rehearsals and she was actually like very in control of oh I want this I want this I want this. So it's like huh yeah. that's a side of Britney a lot of people don't see, which is great. Yep. So at least it you know so that she takes control too. Yeah, and she was yeah. it was so cute too. She was like oh this is gonna be so fucking cool. She was mm-hmm. so proud of herself. Oh. Mm-hmm. So and it was also Britney. Like, <laughs> what else I, I really like also was, you know, they had a lot of file footage of her interviews. 
And what? it was I like how I liked how much you know like guilt it you know it made me feel about oh, how yeah. I felt towards her at that you know in, in that point of at that point in time like especially that interview after the interview that she gave where she was she was pressed by the interviewer about the breakup with Justin Timberlake and how she felt about it. and she couldn't even continue that was just yeah. really sad it made me feel bad you know bad for her and it felt it made me feel bad about how about myself because. I was judging her. You know, it, I failed to realize that you know a celebrity is a person is a is a person too. You know, that was kind of that was a slap to the face. Something that jumped out at me, honestly, um, was also how the media people that they interviewed were so adamant to justify their treatment of her, saying that they were just doing their job, saying that you know Britney was in on it. Like she used us, we used her, you know, we all needed each other. And she never said that she didn't like what we were doing. Um, I found that particularly, particularly distasteful um, in justifying how you can just reduce a human being, what Anjo said, um, to just another headline, to just a paycheck, you know, that you forget that these are real people with real feelings. And, you know, there you are sticking 90 cameras in their face when they just go out to Starbucks and get some coffee. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't go a little crazy? And I think that the most good that this documentary can do is paint that 2007 meltdown and aftermath in a different light. Mm -hmm. Um, This documentary was not Mm -hmm. trying to make her out to be some kind of a monster or some kind of psycho. It was just painting a very tragic picture of somebody who got famous at a young age. That's the thing. Um, The general feeling a lot of people I've talked to who've seen this documentary, they felt sad for Britney and also very guilty. Because to be honest, that 2007 Britney, even if you're a fan, you probably would have used it as the butt of some sort of joke at some point in your life. And that's what makes you feel guilty. Like even if you're a fan, it's like, haha, 2007 Britney, meltdown, psycho, crazy, crazy bitch. What happened? So it's like, you don't really realize what was going on underneath. Right. And you behind, just, yeah, yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, because yeah. You, people were just painting her as a crazy person. Just, yeah. oh, she shaved her head. Oh, she attacked the paparazzi. But you just feel that heavy guilt for even making her a punchline for all those years. Mm-hmm. And it it also makes you aware of, I guess back then in the two thousand early 2000s, we're not as vocal about or not as aware about mental health issues. Yeah, back so, then. It wasn't I think as, they, maybe um, they were, but they just didn't take it as seriously. Because yeah, even well, now, there's still this stigma attached to poor mental health where like people take it as an admission of weakness Yeah, I mean, if I'm you not, say that you need help. I'm not saying it's completely gone right now, but compared mm-hmm. to before, that's Com- something yeah. people didn't consider at all. And it also yeah. happened they, to Amanda have, Bynes back then. Really? I think it's still yeah, happening to her. I think I think I, she's still I also in think her meltdown. Well, she she's recovering slowly. I think she is. Did she get a tattoo Surely, on her face or something? Did she get a tattoo on her face or something? I don't remember. I don't know, but I she does not look remember. like the Amanda Bynes. I remember. But you well, know, yeah, but probably right. for the same reasons. So I guess now people are just more aware or more sensitive to or compassionate I, to that kind of situation. I think, yeah, uh, and I think I, I think people who are who have mental. 
um, mental issues or, or you know have mental health issues now are more vocal about it because the support is support the support system is more visible. Mm-hmm. You can see it on social media. You can see you can see it with with, with PSAs. You know, like not it's not just even in 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 developed countries. You know, even like developing countries. You know, where everything isn't isn't as isn't as updated. You still see that kind of support system on social media. Um, just because the information is, is spread out much faster, so that's a, that's a, that's a I don't plus. know if it's so much the information. I think it's more of like like what Britney's doing with social media, in that it's not as hard to see or to find people who understand your situation, to find people who to connect be with more um, empathic, I guess, than mm. other people who might not understand. Mm, yeah, and so. uh, and and something. So I guess yeah, fine. Social media cuts both ways. It's good. It's good and it's bad. But, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> but 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 um, which brings me to I think it was the reason. Another reason it was so easy for us to write Britney off um, collectively as a society in pop culture in 2007 was because you figured, oh, it's just another you know crazy um, child star who went nuts. In and that's already on top of. Look, look it, it's already on top of the, the sexism and the treatment that she was experiencing post-Timberlake yeah. because at some point you kind of expect child stars or people who became famous at a young age to go a little crazy. But to deal with all of that without proper parental supervision because, you know, mm-hmm. her parents aren't exactly, you know, paragons. And oh, have we'll, the get, to the dads dads we'll, we'll get, get to her parents later. We'll get there. We'll get to her parents You know, later. but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. dealing yeah. with all the fame from a young age and then having to deal with the sexism attached to it mm-hmm. and then having to deal with, you know, the, the media that just wants, you know, a headline or a picture of you doing something wrong, that can weigh on a person. Totally, man. Like that's like times ten any of our any of what we're experiencing because we don't have like a hundred cameras in our face, but we're still like having our, our own problems. So huh, put that on top of that. So really, props to Britney actually for even recovering so well. Yeah, and that's what's shocking because two thousand. Eight or 2009, she came out with another album and one after the other, she got the Vegas residency and she totally she changed the image of the <laughs> Vegas residency because before, people would be like, oh, if you've got a Vegas residency, you're passe. Mm-hmm. But Britney totally changed that because she always had sold out shows. She was super successful. And to think that no matter how well she bounced back, she has that stigma still. Plus, she doesn't have control over her career. That's what makes it extra mm-hmm. sad. You thought she's okay at some point. You thought she's getting better, but she still doesn't have. No, I, I thought she was getting okay. Freedom. Didn't she? Did she have a? Did she have a world tour during that time? I, th- I remember. Uh, I remember yeah, my dude. wife watching that concert with her friends. Yeah, I waited in Mall of Asia. But the, considering, <laughs> like, is he been more before the Vegas, the Vegas residency? Wasn't it? I don't. I guess the Vegas I, shows were like every night. Yeah, I don't think you can do a world tour at the same time. No, of or maybe not. like in between, because you know those Vegas shows have contracts. Maybe in between those contracts, uh, uh, timelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time but we'll figure it out. Point we'll figure, is, yeah. you thought she was doing so much better, but there's this still huge issue underneath, which yeah. brings us to her dad. I know. My goodness, piece of shit, Jamie Spears. 
Thank to God. I mean, like, seriously, the that only guy doesn't thing, deserve anything at all. The, I mean, who the hell just shows up after their daughter gets rich? That guy. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember in the in one of those interviews? I think one of the marketing managers or you know for the for the, for the recording company that she was working with mentions uh, mentioned that that the first thing she remembered her father saying was, "My daughter's gonna buy me a boat." Oh yeah! We're oh gonna, my god! Yeah. You know it's gonna be so rich. He's gonna buy me a boat. You, you know it's going downhill from there. Ugh. This guy should not be involved with his daughter's career or finances whatsoever. It's so funny because like when when we were already in this Zoom meeting and Misha was on like at the last few minutes going to uh, well on the way to finishing this documentary mm-hmm. and it was. Concluding already. And at some point, Misha was like, fuck you, Jamie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that is all of us at some point in this movie. I'm pretty really sure is. people who watch this it, at some point said that out loud. Fuck you, Jamie. It, it still is us now. Like, fuck you, Jamie. And he, <laughs> like, even a lot of people he interviewed, uh, were, who were interviewed in this documentary have said like, like w- they were wondering why this conservatorship was even given to him. Because when she was at the height of her career, he wasn't around. It was it was oh, it was so sweet too that they had Felicia, her assistant chaperone mm-hmm. at the yep. start. Oh, that was so sweet to have her there. And to think that when her dad had the conservatorship powers, they just, just reduced her. Yeah. They just reduced Felicia to somebody who takes people on backstage tours. When in fact, when Britney was getting famous, she was like the mom figure because the mom was taking care of the younger sister, the dad was moving around. So it's like, ugh. This sucks. Just be all like, bye Felicia. Oh, poor Felicia. But I, yeah. I remember a couple of Britney fans telling me that they're so happy that they saw Felicia in this documentary. Because she's well known to the fans as being like the mama bear. Like Britney's true mama bear. So She seems really there. sweet. She was. Mm. Olaf. Olaf. She's been Olaf for a while now. Huh? <laughs> what face is he making on your end? Exactly. <laughs> I just took a screenshot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't say anything. I all laughed so bad. That was. I could hear. I could hear everything. I could hear everything, but I didn't want to say anything because I knew it, I'd be interrupting someone. So I didn't say anything. You were just frozen, man. <laughs> you were totally all Oh my god! Okay. A screenshot here. It's just precious. Fucking douchebag. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so but not as have... much as a douchebag as Jamie Spears. <laughs> you have anything to add to what you okay, just yeah. heard? Okay, yes. Nah, nah, nah. You pretty Jamie much said you, you you pretty much said everything. <laughs> oh, and we're talking Jamie the dad, not Jamie Lynn the little sister. Just in case, right? Because that would be weird if Jamie Lynn showed up. <laughs> F- funny <laughs> thing about that. Funny thing about that is that every time they would say Jamie Spears, it's all I could think about is um, Jamie Lynn. Jamie, Jamie Lynn Spears. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be sad if you were under your little sister's conservatorship? Well, it depends how close they were. I guess it's fine. I guess <laughs> Jamie Lynn would probably take better care of her sister than her dad does. I would Maybe. imagine. I don't know. Probably. I mean, you know. Oh, that's also… Rock could probably take better care of her than Jamie Spears. So. That's true. And I think the worst part is uh, this big reveal in this documentary. Like how some fans procured some important information in the, in, in the papers… That said, they were treating this conservatorship as some sort of business model. And that's what got my yep. blood boiling. It was like, fuck you, Jay, me. Yep. 
Because the point of conservatorship is like taking care of someone who's not able to take care of themselves. And then hey. you make it a fucking business model. And mo. Hey, don't forget, this guy loves telling people how much he loves his daughter and how much he cares for her. <laughs> Didn't didn't even Britney consult with a lawyer or wanted a lawyer who specialized in these cases to represent her. And even then, the judge had to shut him down. Parang, no, just because of the conservatorship, we can't have you representing her because we don't know if she's in the right state of mind to make the right decisions on who's representing her. I think it was more messed up that it's her yeah. money that's paying for everything. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, her that's... money that's paying for her asshole father and her asshole's father and her asshole father's lawyers that are keeping her money under his control. So <laughs> she's, paying, she's paying for the lawyers on both sides of the argument, basically. Yeah. There, much better. So please tell me which one of these fuckers has her best interest at heart. None of the above, and it sucks. Look, again, I'm not a no, legal expert. I'm not even gonna pretend to be any kind of expert on on, on on family law or conservatorship. But we but we don't yeah, have to a, be. But that guy's a douche. We don't we don't have. I mean, like we can focus on the human aspect. Like I mean, her kids. She can't even see her kids. You know, I know. Like, I mean, I remember watching the documentary, and be, if I'm sure, I'm sure MJ remembers that the. That story, or that that you know, like when when she was walking, carrying her then infant, or maybe it's you know when one of her kids as a toddler, as an infant, and then she trips. And then if you watch, it, then you see it on the documentary. You watch everything. My sister was pointing it out. You remember? I remember this. I remember this. She's saying she only tripped. It was such a big story. She tripped with her while holding her kid. She only tripped because of the paparazzi there. Yeah. Like imagine trying to push your way through a crowd of people with cameras. You know, like with maybe like baby. five inches to your face. And you're holding your baby. Of course, you wouldn't be able to see everything that you're going to be, everything in your path. And then somehow, some way, the media spins it as you're so unstable, you can't even carry your kid properly. That's just terrible. Yeah, that sucks balls. I think what's most tragic is the complicit role that the public at large played, whether or not, you know, directly or indirectly. I, I don't think it's even, I mean, what makes it worse is I don't think the public was just complicit. I think the public just wanted more. Mm. Like they were demanding of, I'm yeah. pretty sure they were demanding of that, that you know, that, those kinds of stories. Yeah, they, uh, the guy said it himself, you know, you get a bad picture of Britney, put on the front page, it sells One, magazines. You know, he makes a million dollars for a photo. Yep. Jeez. And That's like, I, I, going back to like how Misha said, like, oh, she didn't, she didn't, she benefited from this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, just because she was nice to you doesn't mean that you She's you can you can keep for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yep. Wow, so that sounds kind of rapey. Also, that way. It does. It it, it is in <laughs> in a way. Just because she's she's it's, all smiling and being friendly to you, that's just because that's how she is as a person. She's just really nice. But you see her having a bad day, you still hound at her, and even if she says, "Not today, guys. Not today." She's she even she's doesn't still say respectful like, or friendly. Yeah, it's still she it's still pretty respectful and they still hound her. It's terrible. I mean you, you can see like, you know, she's this small small town girl in in, in, in LA as uh, sorry, in New York uh, as a kid and then as she get, she got famous, she kinda learned how to deal with that as a teenager. And mm. I guess as a teenager, that's how you would be able, you know, that's how you would deal with, with these grown men trying to get in your face. You just smile and say, you just smile. Just, 
you know, you, you don't really know who you are growing up. I mean, it, you know, some people… And who to trust. Some people have… Yeah, some people don't even know who to trust. You know, further down their further down further down their lives. A lot of that can be a lot of the blame, I suppose, could be placed in the fact that again, she didn't have proper parental guidance um, during her formative years, and also from the mere fact that um, you know how it goes when you become famous, uh, when you become a brand name, people just see you as that brand. They see you as a commodity, mm. uh, a commodity that has to be always on, always has to be on demand, always has to be available, always has to be picture perfect what people imagine from record <laughs> covers and TV appearances. That's how you got to be all day, 24-7. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's exhausting. Let, let, let's talk about parental guidance because we were talking about the asshole father that she has. Yeah, or she has. He's, he's a dick. So can he's we talk he's about… He's an asshole and he's a dick. So can we talk about Lynn Spears now? What? what that, that woman who wrote a tell-all <laughs> book? Oh. Ayun. <laughs> I think that's also it's also painful how deceiving that is because like where is the mom in all of this? You say that you love your daughter. She's probably a warmer figure publicly to Britney compared to her father. But like I don't know. Where are you in all of this now? I got nothing. I got nothing. People just just become assholes as far as as money is concerned. Because I don't know. Maybe she's this is me probably trying to think of a reason why she's probably caught in between because of course it is her husband and it is yeah. her daughter and well, she's caught didn't, in between. Maybe she didn't um the the business assistant have a few nice things to say about Lynn Spears as yeah. like, like, I mean like compared to how Jamie Spears was portrayed, Jamie Spears was just from the get go all negative. But Lynn Spears, you know, had some redeeming factors. Like she would I mean, like, if she was available on her tours and if she was present, she would be there for her. But, you know, mm. still, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think um, one one thing that I felt was missing from the documentary, or not really missing, like, I understand the limitations. Maybe there are legal terms for this or legal restraints, but… You didn't hear from Jamie Lynn. You didn't hear from Lynn herself, or like some people. They, they declined like the to be like, featured. It yeah, was in the end credits. They, it was. They, they it was. Yeah, them. but yeah, that's why I'm saying that there might have been limitations. But that's just, mm. I guess, something I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah. Like, defend yourself. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Speak for yourself. But what is didn't, it? Didn't Jamie and Lynn like get a divorce or something? They're not even married anymore. So I guess sure. she's also looking for a way to make a book. Maybe. This is tough. We can't really Either way, she's going to be earning money. Yeah, from. we need we need like a real fan. Why do I… Oh, we need a resource person for this. Yeah, okay. So um, I have a suggestion for our listeners. Well, I'm not as big as a, a fan as the, these people I'm about to suggest. But we have a bunch of college friends. Their names are Jumar and Hyro. And they actually, they actually. Um, They'll be came... so mad when they hear this. Like you got everything wrong. No, no man, <laughs> no, no man. But I'm just saying that they had this Facebook live. You can go check out um, Jumar Jomar on, or is it Jomar Jumar on Facebook? <laughs> they literally had a two-hour-long discussion on this documentary and a really in-depth analysis of Britney's career and what was going on. So I suggest you guys watch that. 
they are the total Britney experts there. Yes. And as much of a fan as yeah. I am, it doesn't compare to how much they are. And it's it's a really interesting listen. So it, while we're talking about this documentary, that's a great supplementary, um, well, actually primary because they have more info. <laughs> <laughs> primary resource. So I think I I, I, I want to share that to the groups. So if you guys want to partake into this Britney rabbit hole, they have better timelines and facts. Mm. I looked into but, Jamie Spears and Lynn Spears' marriage. They did have a divorce. Okay. They did get a divorce in 2008. Okay. But it states cool. on Wikipedia, oh, Wikipedia, that they have, Ooh. they are Wikipedia. Wow. Um, such a great source. They, they, they've been part, they are partners now. It states that they are partners since 2010. So they may have gotten back together. Oh, uh, you know, money. Who doesn't like money? Yeah, fuck. So just to be clear, 2002, they got a divorce. And then a year or so after Jamie gets the conservatorship, they just made up. Must be nice to have money. <sighs> How convenient. Mm-hmm. But I guess for this documentary as a whole, it's already something that Britney fans knew was happening. But it was just nice to see more details about it. Especially the, that fan podcast that was kind of like the whistleblower in all this. That Britney podcast that... um. They were kind of like looking for her, like, oh, what's up with her? What's happening? And they kind of like were the ones who kind of revealed to the public that, oh, crap, this is happening. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) So I love that they also had like the point of view of the fans because this is also some sort of like mystery or case that was being that the fans were heavily involved in. And that's what I love, too. They started off the documentary with like these fans fighting in a rally for their beloved Britney Spears and this cute little gay guy who's like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have accepted myself as I am if it wasn't for Britney Spears. And that's that's just really sweet. I just as a fan, I felt I felt how angry or passionate they were to fight for Britney with all the good that she's done, with all the happiness she's brought about through her songs. And you know, I'm pretty sure you guys had fun with a lot of her songs. Which I have which yeah, we have. I mean, like, okay. Yeah, nobody's broken the song. I'm yet. surprised. I know, because this but <laughs> this is so heavy. serious. Yeah, it is pretty heavy. <laughs> I so. mean, you know what? Looking talking about her songs, if you start listening, you start listening to some of her songs before it kind of like it's kind of creepy how how it reflects what 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 her life is like now. Like, oh yeah, so many of her songs overprotected. Like Lucky. Lucky, yeah. Lucky's like oh, Lucky's man. the one that hits home the, the hardest. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Dude. Like, oh, this is a biography, an autobiography song. Mm-hmm. And, and this then, is this is before shit hits the fan. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's creepy how it's like a foreshadowing of yeah. some sort. Yep, yep. And yeah, all these songs about being overprotected, like her my prerogative. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Piece of me. How how shitty the paparazzi's been been. So it, basically, she's been telling us her life in her songs, and we didn't realize until this documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sucks. When you said piece of me, I thought of um, what's her name? Ashley Simpson. <laughs> no, that's piece. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how could you? <laughs> And to think Peace of Me was the song that mentions the Philippines and people Damn went it, crazy over that. <laughs> oh. It was? I miss American Dream. 
Since oh, I was 17, no matter if I step on the scene and sneak away to the Philippines. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was the thing. <laughs> you just okay. wanted to do that whole bit, no? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well she done. Did. Well done. I'm not ashamed. I might have oh, gotten the first a few song. words wrong. The first I might have gotten a song. few words wrong, but I don't care. Well, I care, <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry. I know. Uh, I don't need everybody telling you just what I wanna. What and I it wa- starts. Wa- what I wanna. And it starts. It does. Do <laughs> about does. my destiny. <laughs> we have open Pandora's box, ladies and gentlemen. You mentioned it. If you didn't <laughs> mention it, I probably wouldn't have, because like we were so serious. So it is Anjo's fault. <laughs> I opened Pandora's box. Oh, protected. Okay, wow. Sunod, sunod ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, naipon siya eh. Because the, con- the serious conversation know, was right? so long. It's like, if Anjo <laughs> wanted to jump in, it's like, you're not leaving him any openings. You're just going from one to the next. <laughs> That's what you get for mixing Ashley Simpson and Britney Spears. Yeah, dumbass. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, the song, I mean, pop music is not my strong suit. Damn it, now I got pieces of me playing in my head. Pieces! <laughs> <laughs> Pieces, wrong uh, song. I love Pieces song, of me. I love that yeah, song. Yeah, sure. Though. I'm just glad I'm not the one who got that one wrong today. <laughs> uh, uh. So, yeah. Um, this was a lot. <laughs> there was yeah, a lot of I shit's know. happening to Britney, what guys. Is, what, Free what Britney. Is what is it with documentaries revealing how shitty the lives of our childhood performers were. I mean, seriously. I mean, like, there's there's this one. Uh, there's there's framing Britney Spears, and there there's that other one, the boy band. Boy con. band con. Boy band con. Oh my god, that yeah. was messed up. Boy yeah. band con. You got it's that, a free documentary one. on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. That's the one that talks about how the same Luke guy Perlman. started the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC to play them against each other yep. just so he could make all the money. Yep. At the yeah. same time, he was frauding people out of millions and millions of dollars. Yep. Yeah, go Sounds watch like, it. For an airline, right? Jesus Supposedly, Christ. Yeah. Supposedly a fake airline. airline. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That was intense. Oof. That is another suggestion. That's actually what I watched right after framing Britney Spears. Why? Why, Why would you go down that rabbit hole? Because <laughs> it's, you know, after that, I, I went, I watched this Britney documentary, totally binged on Britney's music right after. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Boy Band Con. And then I started on this rabbit hole of like Britney, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC songs in the car on the way to work. So like, yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> I didn't even have I didn't have to warm up my voice for radio anymore because I was singing my ass off in the car. No, but yeah, comparing boy ba- boy band Kondo was uh, produced by Lance Bass, right? He was one of the producers. Oh, for that yes, yes. Yeah. and his terrifying Botox face. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Botox? I said it's terrifying because it's not moving. It's terrifying. Uh, well, it just sucks that Justin Timberlake wasn't in it. It's like oh, you're too good for this shit. He just wanted to see his niece in hair. <laughs> hey, to be fair, the any of the Backstreet Boys, it was just um, AJ, AJ, and um, AJ. Was, was it how was Howie there? I don't remember. I think Howie D was there. Howie, so underrated. Howie D. Howie D. Yeah, yeah. On that note, like you guys, you guys should check out Boy Band Gone. It's on YouTube. It's for it's a it's, it's there for free. It's a great documentary. Yeah, it's so messed up. It's and so messed up. Basically, the industry's fucked up. We've mm-hmm. got we've got these um, managers frauding the shit out of their talents and abusing them. And there's also like, who can you trust anymore? Because like Britney's parents also are fucking her up. So I think I think I think Britney Spears' situation makes it worse because you know it's 
it's her own parents. I mean, like it's her own father <laughs> yeah. who's fucking her yep. up. You know? and they just saw her as a meal ticket. That's just plus terrible. the sexism. That too. Man. That yeah, we don't even depressing. know. We, we don't even know how they're treating Jamie and Spears or what the relationship between mm. them and their kids are like anymore. Like. You know, yeah. Jamie Lynn Spears has been out of the spotlight for so long. And then of course, this whole Britney Spears thing blew up. Yeah, that's what I why that's what I wanted to know from this documentary. Yeah. Like I want I want the parents to defend themselves at some point just to you see want what them to defend no, but, themselves. No, like, just see no, their no, side, no, I just guess. to see their side. I mean, like, you what, know, uh, like it'll sound like I like money. <laughs> that's what it's gonna sound like. <laughs> that's why do you like, sound like Grover? <laughs> I was like, why do you sound like you're from Sesame Street but for money? I was going for Mr. Krabs. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> this is why you leave no, the impressions to me Krabs. and Y'all do that. Yes, you can, I'm sorry. You sounded, like a, you sounded like Cookie Monster but only it was after money this time. Like, money monster, basically. Colored green. It's all about the money. It's all about the dum dum da da dum dum. I don't think Sorry. it's funny. Wrong, wrong, wrong artist. We're still in the nineties, bro. It's it's yeah. It's okay. We're not on the Backstreet Boys yet, so we're still good. You are by fire. Here we go. Sorry, Misha. Are you are we driving you crazy now? Don't say sorry if you're. Oh, I see what you did. You're dressed. You know what? Quit playing games with my heart. Okay, tamana. Well, I want it that way. So suck it. Yeah, but Ooh. it's toxic. Akala ko ba no strings attached, guys? I don't know. I just got lucky. Try me a river, Misha. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. Bye, bye, bye. Hey, nako, Misha. Don't go chasing waterfalls, man. Man, this is turning into a circus. <laughs> We could go yeah. on and on. My goodness. Oh my God. Mubawi lang tayo. Nilabas lahat ah. Can we watch something fun next week, please? We I could. Know. We could. Speaking of fun, our episode on Freaky was up. Oh week. yeah, Freaky's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could watch that again. One of the most underrated films from last year. You all should see it, if only for the joy of Vince Vaughn as a 16-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Not a girl. <laughs> Not yet a woman. Now I want to uh, see Vince Vaughn singing that. Damn it. <laughs> you want to see Vince Vaughn sing in Britney Spears' outfit? Mm, no, 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 no. You know what? You know, just to just just to put things in context, we were at draft um, before this whole pandemic thing started. And I, I was with Sila, Sila, with a couple of friends, the people, and Mark, I, if you guys are listening. And I'm Mark not kidding. Kale, the, no, no. The, the, the place started playing, oops, I did it again. And I shit you not, the college students at the next table had no idea who it was. <gasps> what an insult. <gasps> Is that an insult or just a sign of aging, Ancho? <laughs> when I was in college, I knew who Madonna was. Well... To Britney be Spears fair, is, you know, at that They should. Point they should know Britney Spears. I'm sorry. She is up there with Madonna. What do you want I'm, me to do? They, they even had a duet, right? They, they even were, had a duet. Come all on. my people yeah. on the floor, let me see you dance. I know the choreography <laughs> to that. 
And then, how could these college kids not Britney know who Britney Spears was? The Glee cast had an episode that had a Britney Spears tribute episode. Oh yeah, they did. That was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. One of the characters thoroughly. literally is the Britney S. Pierce. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to think and, if today's college students would even remember Glee. Oh yeah, today's college students. <laughs> mm. Mm. Not they helping your the case. operative word. <laughs> they would have been like in. I don't know, second grade when Glee was out. Fuck. We're so old. <laughs> Shit. I'm still not the oldest in this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> we dropped an age joke again. Wow. Oops, we did it again. No, every fuck. Oh, wow. I think you did there. We uh-huh. did it again. To your heart, God lost. Everything, oh baby. To be to be honest, I was more of a Christina Aguilera fan. <gasps> still am. Get out. Still am. <laughs> no, no, I, I love Christina too. But this she's is an a, amazing singer. She just had to do Britney that god awful burlesque movie, though. This is a Britney episode. Okay, fine. We're not yeah, talking what about the hell, Britney. man. It's about, <laughs> we're talking about Britney. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. You're, you already, you already lost credibility with Ashley Simpson. <laughs> I thought she was cute in Seventh Heaven, though, when she first came out before Ooh, she was right. a recording she artist. She was in Seventh Heaven. Yeah, it's like, oh, she was there. She's pretty. Then she dyed her hair black to be differentiated from Edgy. her sister. <laughs> and she kind of went pop punk, but more more pop talaga with. Uh, you make punk. me wanna lie. Sorry, I apologize for uh, the this terrible. This was a Britney episode. Spears episode. <laughs> <laughs> now I think it's turning into a 90s, early 2000s oh, episode. I love that era. Oh my God, speaking of the 90s and the early 2000s, we talked about the boy band Con earlier. That one dude from O Town was there. Oh. Lou Pearlman. <laughs> Lou oh, Pearlman, shit. when he lost yes. NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, oh, yeah. produced a show. Called Making the Band. I remember That's watching right. this on Studio That's 23. Right. O Town was the band that came out of that show. Exactly. Liquid Dreams. Well, that Woo-hoo. is so weird. So <laughs> Liquid Dreams created there's two bands to play off each other, created a whole bunch of other bands that nobody cared about, yep. and also decided to document the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was one of those first few reality shows, which is kind of interesting and, and revolutionary. No, I'm just saying it's shameless. It's pretty- that guy would do anything oh, yeah. for money. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I think I think that was pretty clear when you had all these investors tell them their experience about investing his airline, quote-unquote airline. Well, what about how after working them to the bone for years and years, that he invites them all to a steak dinner in a fancy place to give them their first paycheck? Oh my God. They and- ate in um. They ate in a... Um, Peter Luger Steakhouse in New York. That that, that and place how is much, so How much did he give them? What, how much is it? Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. After wow. selling out stadiums, their dinner Incredible. was more expensive than their individual paychecks. Yup. Mm-hmm. And it was only oh, then that they realized. Wait, Wait. Wait. <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure which 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 band's lawyer was it. Um, if it was the Backstreet Boys lawyer or the or NSYNC's lawyer, with when they took a look at the contract, they were saying, uh, "This is the worst." Yeah. Oh, that was that was JC's, I've seen in music industry. That was JC's relative because they couldn't afford lawyers, afford, at oh, the which time. makes it sadder. Which makes yeah. it sadder. Yeah. Right? So, <clears throat> and to think that 
a couple of like the greatest boy bands of all time had the worst contracts yeah, of all time. Basically, he owned their asses. But, but uh, I, and I think, named himself as the sixth member. Kapal ng face. Just so he could get a cut literal, of Literal, literal makapal face. Yeah, kapal big, ng big face. Big like some Jabba the Hutt motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I was gonna say that. I was oh my God, that. couple of face. Is that what you're gonna say? Sorry. No, I was gonna say that it was really interesting how in that documentary we moved on to the part where um to get out of their contracts, NSYNC decided to fight it out in court, but the Backstreet Boys decided to buy their freedom by paying for it. So they worked their asses off and they did shows just to get enough money to buy out their contract. In all honesty, I think like if they teamed up with NSYNC, they probably would have had a stronger case. They wouldn't oh, have yeah. had to pay the guy why anything. Yeah, why didn't they? I think because they of were, the rivalry he created. Scared. No, I think they were scared. They were scared of him because they still kind of believed. Yeah. Remember, he got to them when they were like 14 years old. So yep, they still, at some level, believed that he had all this power and all this money. And he, he could, you know, crush them. I, I like the, 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 the at one point, the, the, the two groups got into talking with each other and they were comparing what their contracts were like or what their experiences were like. like he said that, you said that. You oh, know, yeah. Fucker was, made them mad at each other. Right, you're right. He would play them against each other. Damn. The industry is fucked, you guys. I know, right? Aren't you glad we're not pop stars? Nope. I'm just gonna yep. sing to their songs and I'm happy with that mm-hmm. and play their songs. She's so lucky, pum pum pum. She's a star. Never mind. I'm not gonna continue. I dream about a girl who's mixed destiny's child. Just a little touch of Madonna's side side with Janet Jackson's smile. <laughs> Throw it a body All right, like before Jenny we start, we're <laughs> you got the star of my liquid dreams. You got my liquid dreams. Okay. <laughs> Man, I'm his old we should end this before we <laughs> 90s dance party. We'll return after these messages. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we suggest you watch for um, fan or not, fan or not, we fan suggest or not. Watch. Yep. Yeah, fan or not, it's important to get to know what's happening in the industry and how media has fucked one of our most iconic, most talented artists ever. Sorry. Okay, fans coming out, but um, yeah, just watch. Framing Britney Spears and um, maybe learn a thing or two about how society functioned back then and how we can change it in the future, I guess. And for inter- for supplementary watching, go watch Boy Band Con 2 <laughs> and uh, go on the same 90s music binge as we currently are now. Yes. M- music's great. Music's great. <laughs> free Britney! <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag that shit. So, and yeah. then for good vibes, watch Giving You Everything. The Spice Girls documentary. I'm giving <laughs> you everything. All the joy. Okay, it's fine. I'll stop. I'll just sing after. This has been it's an episode. It's my lover. <laughs> you have got to give. It never stops. <laughs> <laughs> How do we end this? And you that's been an girl. episode. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, everyone. Please <sighs> follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. We have a group, Subotours. We like movies. We're also on Instagram, sub underscore auteurs. Come on over, share some memes, Come have some over. fun, tell Come us what you like, tell us what you don't baby. like. And maybe, Come just maybe, over. I'm going to put up a video of these two idiots singing. <laughs> Because we're like teenies in a bottle, baby. Come, come, come on down. Thank you. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye. Woohoo. Good, good. Good.
You know how we're like our parents now and they used to be like, oh, music back in my day was so much better. I yeah, totally that, get that, it. That is us now. I hate the chain smokers. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't like monotone? <laughs> it was fucking stupid. Ugh. It was so bad. It was so bad that they had to rely on Coldplay to maintain their relevance. Jesus. Before we alienate any more of our audience. In the backseat of your rover. No, you can have the chain smokers. 